Hi, good morning, guys. This is Your Friends with K and A. I'm A. And I'm K. And we're here to talk to you about... uh, Parenting. Just kidding. Generational stuff. It was brought up to us by a lovely listener uh, who shall remain named. Thanks, Adrian. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was requested that we discuss just for a little bit. Uh, the difference between kind of Gen X parenting and millennial parenting, because we're about to be parents, so we really have kind of an, I wouldn't say unbiased, but a very non-experienced take <laughs> on the matter. <laughs> we're just talking out our, you know, uh, just about stuff we have no idea about. So that's what we're going to start off with. Uh, you know how you... We were talking last week about how maybe you wanted to do some research on it, and I was like, no, it'll be fine. We're just going to give our opinions. Yeah. So I did some research on it, actually. Motherfucker, <laughs> dude. I don't understand. I... Well, okay, this I'm is... I'm going a... into this blind now. Are you happy? No, it's you, ca- you're going to be okay. You sound smarter than I do. I mean, you always sound smarter than hey, I do. Hey, stop talking about my husband like that. I'm sorry. Um, okay, but anyways, I woke up at like... I've been waking up at like 3 a.m. this whole week for no reason. I'm just asleep and then I'm awake. And that's it. I start my day. So I wrote an entire wedding speech last night. Uh, when I woke up at 3 a.m. And then after that, I was still awake. So I started researching this topic. And I found quite a few articles, and I read them. And I have some points for us to talk about. So the first one, the first big difference, I guess, because I didn't really know where to start either. But the first big difference I found was Gen X are perceived as helicopter parents. Well, it started, boomers are perceived as the parents that were just like, go outside, come back in when it's dark. <laughs> they had, they wanted nothing to do with them. That's what it's perceived as, right? Of course, there's like, that's not all, it's just a big generalization. Yeah. Then Gen X is perceived as helicopter parents, so hovering a little too close to their children. And then millennials are perceived as drone parents little more hands off but still watching kind of you know yes exactly takes on that i'm very it's very very hard for me to decide which one to be because once again i don't want to be a helicopter parent all close up on my kids and everything but i also don't want to be too far away that i can't like react as soon as i find out which i probably shouldn't just be reacting as a parent but i mean like once again you know if my kid is has a friend online i don't want to hear about it freaking weeks down the line i want to know right then and there and be like yo that's not cool see i'm so scared for the online world it is so scary on the internet there is so much like i am actually that is one of my biggest fears that we're gonna have to tackle is like the internet sucks I and mean, it's terrifying it's so scary on there <laughs> We're on there right now. We have to monitor and limit. That's all I'm saying. I think because my my mom, my grandpa didn't want me having Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter or anything. They, mom let me make a Facebook, which, by the way, mom, if we're being completely honest, I had a Facebook since I started high school. I just deleted it when I moved to Alabama because I was a lame. Oh, you're grounded. (laughs) (laughs) She, uh... 
she literally told me like yo i think that you know you should make a facebook so we can keep in uh keep in contact without having the text and stuff like that you know so i can take a glimpse into your life and i was like okay fine that's cool freaking i want to say like maybe four years later stop using facebook i was like dude what is the point yeah. and i i'm 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 about there with instagram honestly and yeah. snapchat because it's I don't know. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too lately. Just like I like I like having social medias, but they feel almost like a burden now rather than like something that's fun. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I feel like I've never been one that's had a huge social following like online. It's always been just like the close friends that really care about it, but it still just feels like like I follow so many people that I don't even freaking know, you know, and it and just you can't go through and delete it because it's such a process, man. You have yeah. to go to the individual person, go to their page, freaking uh, delete them, and then fucking go back, scroll to where you were again yeah, to find the like, person. It's, yeah, it's this big, like, black hole that we've fallen into. Like, I just checked my screen time, and it was six hours last week. I'm spending six hours a day on my phone. That's terrible that is so bad i remember during quarantine oh my god i think i got up to like 15 hours a day Fuck. like i had i had well first of all i lived alone mm-hmm. i was in flagstaff they were locked down like there was literally a curfew on the streets everywhere was closed the only place that was open was walmart and it was only to go shopping for like essentials and you felt so so guilty to go out right because i was like scared a little bit like i had covid i got laid off from my job and then i had covid and so one i was like not gonna go out for the first like two months because i was so sick and like i was just on my phone all day so six hours is improvement, but it's still too much time. In facts, I feel that on a spiritual level. Honestly, I I just turned mine on, so I don't know what mine's is. But I feel like I don't really necess- I don't have time throughout the day to watch it. Like there might be a time here or there where like I I step to the side and I, like look at a TikTok or text you, but that's about it. I usually get most of my screen time once I get home, waiting for games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But once again, if we monitor our kids, freaking, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Honestly, I think that they'll probably keep us so busy. We're not going to have time for screen time. Facts. <laughs> True talk. We're gonna be at like, least, what is TikTok? I don't know. At least is. until they're like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it 12, 13. 12, 13, they're going to grow up a little bit. They're going to like find out about themselves in a whole new light because i i'm gonna let it be known right now i was excited when i got pubes i was so excited that i what told i told mom you get what i'm saying 13 years old i was like mom i have pubes we were talking about the internet i know i'm freaking now we're talking about pubes well, well because they're gonna come into themselves and they're going to you know not necessarily rely on us anymore they're gonna be more independent and once you're more independent is when it starts getting tricky to freaking monitor screen time. That is true. That is the scary age. Like, I will tell you right now, I was doing things on my phone at 12 and 13 that I am so terrified that my daughters, or my son, but, like, specifically daughter, because I have the female experience, right? Like, I should not have been doing some of the things I was on the phone. Like, just talking to strangers. Like, it was... It's so scary to think about, like, being a parent and knowing what I did and knowing that the 13-year-olds right now are probably even worse 
in that aspect. Like, there's probably much more things that they're doing now, you know? Yeah. True, true, true. But next. What oh, else did next you read? one, next one. Um, I also read that. Oh, this is a good one. Gen X, when it came to like parenting advice and like learning through experience and, you know, going to get advice from other people they would go to their parents or parents around them and much more of that like it takes a village mentality yeah whereas millennial parents are not doing that there is no village there is google that is the end all be all again back to the internet and millennials will instead of asking people who have lived experience raising children they will go to the internet for their parenting advice and solutions uh, I genuinely, I don't know. I can't. I can't say that I've experienced that at all because mom has been so helpful, and so has grandpa, and so yeah. has your family. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, and once again, I was raised by a village, so I know what it's like to go to other people and ask for advice. But I guess if you don't necessarily have that, because your parents, your parents were more hands off. Yeah. So you never really felt that connection with them to ask them that question. That's another thing that we have to look out for, you know? Yeah. Make our kids, you know, be comfortable having those conversations with us, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that's definitely something that I want so bad. Like, I just want our kid to feel so comfortable talking to us about anything. Like, it does not matter. If they want to talk to us about their pubes, they can. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking excited. Let me tell you. <laughs> Like, I, yeah, that's definitely a priority. But when it comes to, like, parenting advice that we're going to need, I, again, I think your mom is such a great resource, and she already has been so helpful when it comes to that. Facts. Yeah. Part of the village. Um, next thing that I read. What was the next thing that I read? I think. Oh, um, well, we kind of already talked about screen time, but it just said that millennials, like, in general, use the internet or you know tv shows or screens as babysitters a lot more than gen x ever did (laughs) because like it was still newer you know for gen x yeah but millennials like if the kid is like if you're out to dinner and the kid is being bad they'll just put the ipad in front of them or if you're at the dentist and getting your teeth cleaned they'll just give the kid the ipad and it will be just the babysitter for that moment (laughs) because it's convenient fair which is something that i'm concerned about right the and i'm not defending any way shape or form because like i said i didn't get my first phone until i was about uh i want to say 17 18 but monitoring that i didn't have that growing up you get what i'm saying so i feel like i turned out for the better but I get it, man. Like, childcare is so expensive. Just imagine, right? Freaking, you go to daycare for a month, you have a bill of up to like two grand. You're paying two rents. Yeah. You're paying rent for your child to be at that facility, basically. Versus having an iPad and you could just stick it in front of them whenever they get like antsy futs fussy you know like i feel like that's more convenient because it saves money but in the same token like what what relationship do you have with your kid versus the relationship that your kid has with uh 
with electronics, like that Dude, Meg it's like movie. Megan movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me one of these. Give me one of these. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't seen Megan, the basis that we're—I mean, the thing we're referencing right now—it's this like robotic girl and this normal little girl, and the robot was made to be her friend, and her, the robot's name is Megan. But it, she develops this attachment to the robot where she can't do anything without her. The robot has to be there for everything. She never wants to leave without her. She can't do anything without her. And the robot was basically programmed to become the caregiver. And it was there's like a comment that was made in the movie like, well, if the robot's going to do everything for Megan, what are you going to do as the parent? And that was kind of like the yeah. solution, right? Like it, that was the parent, the robot. But and then it turns into this. It's a good. It's a good. Movie. <laughs> but that's like what we were talking about specifically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I have no because I didn't research like you did. I'm trying yeah. to. Notice. That was kind of the main points that I found. I thought the drone versus helicopter was such a good way to explain the parenting styles. I mean, again, I'm not a Gen X or a millennial parent quite yet, but I just thought, I was like, huh, what a good, like, comparison. They're both flying devices. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will say this. I don't mean any disrespect to any parents out there that use uh, iPads and stuff to put in front of their kids. I'm just saying... I'm looking at it from both perspectives. I understand that it's a quick and easy fix, but I do, you know, think that spending more time with your kids will make for better homes, better home life, more comfortable kids, and we can we can uh, build that generation back up. Have you ever heard of the quote, uh, strong men make easy times, easy times make weak men, weak men make hard times, hard times make strong men? Yeah, but same, like, if you are on your phone scrolling on TikTok while your kid is, you know, doing whatever, and that was the first time you've had a moment to yourself, you're doing a great job. All the parents are doing a great job. This is not judgment. We don't really know what we're talking about again, because we're not parents yet. Exactly. We're just hypothesizing. Hypothesizing yeah. and doing what we can. And who knows? Maybe we have this kid, and we're like, where's the fucking iPad? <laughs> Ew! I felt like that was a good way to relieve the tension <laughs> okay but anyways we saw spider-man fuck yeah we did an amazing movie amazing i think honestly the best sequel to ever be put out ever yeah, i think it was much better than the first movie for sure I was about to say, it is better than the first movie, but I actually enjoyed the first movie. I've seen the first movie at least ten times. At I, least. I, I thought it was alright. It was, it was alright. She's just a hater. But she enjoyed the second one, which, yeah. oh my god, there's so much to unpack there, but we're not going to ruin the movie for you. Ugh, even though I want to. I want to say my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> obsessed obsession i mean the rest of the night she was just saying that line for no reason it's a good line it's like a. it's just for me i don't even think they said it in the way i was saying it like i don't think it was said like that in the movie but it was like one of those lines it stuck with me like the wilson <laughs> or like the you can't handle the truth like that's how it resonated with me so i was saying it all last night <laughs> 
seen the new Spider-Man. It's not the Tom. It's not a Tom Holland one. In case you just don't know, it's Miles Morales. Yeah, it's the cartoon animated one. But it is the best animated movie I've ever seen. It is so good. So many different art styles. And yeah. I just I think the different universes having their different art styles is phenomenal. Yeah, they, it was so cool. They did a really really good job. Really really good job with the movie. I really want to ruin it for you guys. On this episode, I'm going to say go watch it, but next week, spoilers. I'm I'm sure we're going to go see it again, and we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. So you have a week to go see it. Go see it. Go see it It right now. Even if you're not a movie lover, go see it. It's so good. But do be prepared. There are some annoying-ass kids that are probably going to be in that theater with you. (laughs) Because there definitely was with us. Let's just say this. When we went to the movie last night, we had to go to this. They had two show times. I mean, two movies for the same show time because it was the uh, the room, the, the theater, theater room. The theater was so full. Yeah. So they had like two six o'clock theaters showing the same movie. Exactly. And we just happened to end up in the one with the kids. With the kids. There was actually people in costume there too last yeah, night. There that was. was That was perfect. I, I've seen on TikTok all of these videos about like like the massive group of Spider-Man just coming to the movie theater to see it and doing the <laughs> point memes and everything. Oh man, I wish that I was into that part. Like, have you ever been to Comic-Con? I have actually once, yeah. I was about to say was it cool? Was it everything that you were expecting? Yeah, it was really cool. So I went the year that Avatar came out, like the blue people. Ooh. And there were so many. It was the first time I had ever been there. I didn't really know what it was that I was going to. My dad was just like, Do you want to go to this thing with your uncle? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and so I showed up because he was, he's really into comic books. My uncle is. He like draws for comic books and stuff like that sometimes. But I went and there were so many people painted blue. <laughs> like there was just so many avatars there. And it was just the coolest thing. The biggest costume party ever. That's where I found my love for Halloween, I think. I was like, I want to dress up every day. <laughs> Fox. And I will say that you, you, Mama, have brought that out of me. Because going to the Renaissance, I would have never dressed up like how I dressed up. And honestly, it felt great. You're absolutely right, though. I got to do something with those shoulder pads to make them look more accurate the times. But I thought it was a good, good fit. Yeah. And yours was phenomenal, though. You actually knew what you were doing. Me, I was just kind of like. This is my first rodeo, man. It was mine. Shit. <laughs> For those that don't know, um, her Instagram and my Instagram both have the picture, but. We went to the Renaissance and we actually got in costume. I was going as like a gladiator with a small shield and like a little little pick fork weapon. But Katie, Katie went as a Viking. And let me tell you, she was badass, man. She had the face paint, the bare skin, the skirt, the boots. I was jealous because she made her costume. She was stressing about her costume the whole month before and then went to work on it a week before we went and it was perfect. That's usually how like it works. But you were stressing stressing. Yeah. Like you were getting mad at me for trying to help you. Well, because I had no vision. I didn't know what I was doing and it's not until the week before where it's like I feel like I work best under pressure. You know what I mean? So like, you create I've the got, pressure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so toxic up here in this brain, man. It's <laughs> I have to create pressure for myself in order to be. 
Jeez. <laughs> but yeah. No, I love making costumes. I love it so much. I cannot wait for this Halloween because for the first time ever, I have a new accessory. A pregnant belly. It has opened <laughs> up so many costume avenues. <laughs> uh, the people from Emperor's New Groove. Yes, Pacha and Chica. Yeah, I'll be Pacha. Yeah. And she'll be Chica. It'll what, be very cute. What's another one? Um, I don't. We could do be Juno. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we could get you a little tracksuit. <laughs> Fuck no! I'm not the going to Juno. The little wristbands and the headband. <laughs> What else? What else? There's got to be a cooler one. There is so many. I I think I have a list in my phone somewhere, but oh, I'll have to bring it up. But anyways, is there anything else you'd like to add? I'm going to add a new part of the segment since we are in the final minutes here, but I'm going to ask Siri a question and give you whatever she says. Oh. What should the question be, my love? I don't know. I didn't know this was the thing we were doing. What percent of Americans like meatball subs? 35%. That's accurate. I feel like that's pretty 35% people, 35% of the population like meatball subs. I don't... I wonder how, like... Is a meatball sub an Italian dish? I, I feel like it is. Or do you think, like, it's not, and it's something, like... I don't know. When I think meatballs, I think of Italians... And I wonder if they're like stupid Americans, like <laughs> putting meatballs on sandwich bread. <laughs> Facts, though. I, so the thing is, though, like what I don't understand is why do Americans like it? It makes no sense to me. It's literally meatballs like, on bread. yeah, meatballs on bread with cheese over the top. Like, don't get me wrong. I fuck with cheese on top of meatballs. I fuck with cheese on top of spaghetti. But to put it on bread and that's it? Just the marinara sauce from the meatballs? That's that's your sandwich? Like it's you, like subbing out the pasta for a different carb. I mean, uh, you have a very valid yeah, point there. I don't there. know. I'm I, not going to lie. When I was still eating beef, I messed around with a meatball sub. From, <laughs> gym, from Firehouse Subs, oh my God. <laughs> I loved them. Jesus. I was about to say, what... The the chicken bacon ranch one with uh it's my go to sandwich whenever I go. Anything with bacon is your go to. I mean, yeah, but what I do is I sub everything. So I get the I get rotisserie chicken instead of regular chicken. I get bacon and then uh I get cheese over the top of it. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's a good sandwich. It's it's a good sandwich. At any rate, I have to uh we're gonna end it here We're because end it here. because yeah, I yeah. didn't want to end it here just so the crowd knows. No, but, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, okay. Bye, guys. Bye.